Hey everyone, and welcome back to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. And so before I dive into today's episode, which is my conversation with Merz Allison from the Wild and Basic podcast, where we get super personal and deep about our experiences of codependency and how we have kind of healed ourselves from that, but it's a day-to-day process. But don't forget to like, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Send me a screenshot of your review at infocandywashing.com and I will send you a free self-care gift. Don't forget to join me over on Instagram at candywashington. Tag me, you know, with your aha moments of the podcast and I will show you some love and tag you back. So yeah, without further ado, here is my conversation with Merz Allison from the Wild and Basic podcast. You can find out his contact information in the show notes, but here you have it on what codependency really looks and feels like. Hi, Candy. So thank you so much for joining Wild and Basic podcast. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on board. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And your podcast name is right up my alley. I am wild and I'm definitely basic. So <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> I am that basic. Like we're good. <laughs> You're like the first guest actually like admitted that. Like I feel like I had guests is like, they were like wild, basic. I don't know what podcast this is going to be. Like, what is this going to be about? It's like, no one ever like fully admitted that like there was just like, I just feel like because I wanted this podcast to be very raw, like very original, like the, because I feel like life is all about like these wild, crazy moments. And also I feel like sometimes like people always think that like being basic is a bad thing, but I feel like like it it really isn't you know what i mean so i feel like there are sometimes like it's okay to be basic and like it's just okay to also admit it yeah no being basic is not a bad thing like i own my basicness like i am drinking that pumpkin spice latte i have my matcha tea you know i am definitely trending on twitter like i'm here for all of it i watch all the real housewives like i am that basic girl just own being basic it's not a bad thing like at all it's actually really fun like who doesn't like nice things and who doesn't like having fun? Like, it's fine. Be basic. Exactly. Like, going to Starbucks is not... I'm not saying, like, I'm, like, a, an occult just going to Starbucks all the time. But, like, it's just there. It's convenient. And I don't hate their products. So. Being it, yeah. It's fine. I'm, I'm totally into home decor. Like, it's all good. Like, I'm... Yeah. We can all be basic together. Yeah. You're speaking my <laughs> language. <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. I love how, like, I, will, like, I will die for a scented candle. <laughs> like, I am obsessed with scented candles. I will, like, I will cut a girl for a scented candle. Don't get in my way. Oh, I have to say, I always get, like, I love candles. Like, I love how they smell. But, like, I never actually lit them at home. <laughs> because I'm oh, so scared God. that, like, I, like, I, I would forget it. Oh, true. That's true. Well, maybe light them earlier in the day. Be mindful to turn them off. Another basic thing, practice mindfulness and let's like meditate together and journal. <laughs> I love the voice you made for that. It literally just Not- channels like basicness. Buckle frat. No, it's so funny. Like, um, I got the guy that I'm seeing, he's British and he makes fun of my voice all the time. And he's like, he's like, you sound so, he's like, you're such a basic girl. And I'm like, shut up, but I am. So anytime I say something, he's like, oh, really? (laughs) You should see me like when I talk to like customer service, which is like so strange. I don't even know how it happens. Like it's like so automatic. My voice changes to this, like something so polite, like so like, I I don't even know. I don't even want to sound so like crazy, but like super, super white person that like is just trying to be (laughs) so polite, like try to get this something done. And sometimes like my boyfriend hears that. He's like, wait, that's you? Like, I couldn't even recognize that. Okay, as long as you stay basic and you don't go Karen, you're fine. As long as you're not like, can I speak to the manager of this Starbucks? Can I speak to the manager on the customer service call? Who do you report to? And turns like, out that long, person is the manager. <laughs> as long as you're not that person, you're fine. However, basic girl caveat, sometimes you do need to call the manager. But it, <laughs> but it depends on the situation. Don't overuse it. Sometimes you're like, oh, really? No, I'm getting my refund. No, I'm getting this. 
talk to the manager. Let's go to corporate. Like, let's get it done. That's fine. But like, have discernment over which the situation is. Like, are you really at fault and you're just kind of being salty and you're just kind of being a brat and you're not getting away? Or does the situation really call for bringing someone in? So don't be a Karen, but also like check someone when they need to be checked. Exactly. I totally agree. <laughs> totally agree yeah. okay so let's go backwards a little bit because i want to introduce you to our wild and basic audience so tell us a little bit about yourself because you're our third guest who's an actress in la so tell us a little bit about your um you know career and like your life in la yeah so i'm candy washington for you guys who may not know me i'm the founder of 1214 media productions where we create inspiring content across tv film digital and publishing platforms. And a part of that and a part of my career, um, I executive produced, wrote and starred in a film called A Narcissist and that's available on Amazon Prime Video and Sofi TV. I also was the lead, I played Nicole Schroeder in a digital series called The Salon that was executive produced by Kelsey Grammer and Tom Russo. Um, I've also been the former host of Disney Style, which is really fun and we did a lot of fun videos you know, around Disney princesses and different experiences. So that was super fun. I've been on um, the doctors on CBS as a lifestyle social media expert for two, um, two of their shows, two episodes. That was a lot of fun as well. And then other like commercial short films um, and, you know, like, uh, like guest star co-stars on different TV shows. And then a part of my company, 1214 Media Productions, I have a podcast called Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care. And that is basically like your basic girl guide to self-love. Like I just break down real practical insights on, you know, getting your self-esteem up, getting your confidence up, creating healthy boundaries in a real way. You know, I go beyond the spa, beyond the face mask. Like we all love a good mani-pedi, like that's no problem there. But how do you tell someone this is how, what you can, treat me this is how you can treat me these are what my boundaries are like we get real down and we were talking about this earlier it just got picked up by iHeartRadio, which is super exciting so you can definitely follow the podcast there and also you know on apple Podcasts, spotify google wherever podcasts are but iHeartRadio is kind of exciting and i've written and published four books my last one was called triggered and that is basically devil wears prada meets gone girl and it's about when codependency turns deadly so i'm all about self-care and self-love but it's told in a very fun fictional psychological thriller way and yeah i think those are like my top highlights uh for now so that's me have you always like been in LA like or or did oh, you actually move no i actually moved so my background story is mm -hmm. i grew up in upstate new york and I went to school in DC. And then after I graduated, I moved to New York City for a bit. And then I moved to LA about five years ago now, around around five years ago. So no, I'm not an LA native. I am an East Coast girl, born, bred, educated, even though everyone says I sound like I'm from the Valley. <laughs> you do, you really do. That's what I was wondering. So I'm like, you really do feel like just like LA native. So I was just like, are you from there? Yeah, it's so funny. Like everyone's just like, "Oh, you seem like you're from like you're a valley girl," and I'm like, "No, nah, I'm I'm not a valley girl, but I went on TV." Like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So because this topic yeah. is so hot on this podcast, which I don't even know why. I guess it's maybe because like I trash so much about New York City all the time. So. Ah! <laughs> how was your first time experience in LA like getting your life together uh you know like from east coast Ooh, it was definitely a culture shock mm -hmm. so from living on the east coast to coming to the west coast it was a lot the pace here is a lot slower it's a lot more laid back it's a lot chill chiller but at the same time you know there is that stereotype that LA is kind of plastic it's kind of fake and not to be jaded because I'm not and not to be cynical because I'm definitely not, but stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. Obviously they don't apply all of the time, but they're always rooted in some sort of experience of truth. So I went from having my childhood best friends, my college best friends, like a whole group of like girls that I had to moving out to LA completely by myself on my own, no friends, no family. So I really had to start over there and I had to learn that 
people might not always have the same intentions. Like I had really rose tinted glasses. I was like, oh, we're all gonna, you know, work together and collaborate and be stars. And then I quickly learned a lot of people were like, well, who are you? What have you been in? What can you do for me? Or it was a very plastic case, like, oh, hey girl, hi. Oh yeah. And then behind your back, they're talking crap about you or whatever it is. So I kind of had to quickly learn to uh, not be fake, but to protect myself, like protect my energy, um, protect just who I put my time with, who I trusted, who I invested in, and to really get that discernment of this is a person that's an associate, this is a person that's an actual friend, this is just a business thing or, or whatever the case may be, and really not get used up because I think sometimes it can happen in New York, but I feel like in New York, people are way more just like, this is what it is, and it's transparent, and you you kind of cut through the BS. But in LA, it's a lot of sugarcoating, a lot of la la la, a lot of like people being very phony and fake. So really just having that discernment of who's kind of full of BS and who's not. So that was a big culture shock. But on the flip side, I also loved the LA culture too. Like I loved walking down the street and just having palm trees. I love going to where Dale Drive and seeing all of the shops and, you know, going to the beach and putting my feet in the sand and just having it be sunny all day and just really having so much opportunity to do what you want to do. You know, you come to LA because you have a purpose and a mission and a dream. Like people come to LA for a reason. So it was also really inspiring to be here. I thought, oh, I'm going to pop to LA, then pop back to, you know, New York or the East Coast or whatever. But then I ended up falling in love with LA. And this is like my, I'm not saying I'll be here forever, but it's definitely my right now place. So it was a culture shock on both ways. It was kind of me growing up, growing up into a more discerning woman mm-hmm. um, because I didn't have my you know, support group that I always had, that cushion to fall back on, people I've known for years. Um, so I had to get out of that cocoon. But at the same time, you know, LA is a land of opportunity and it's what you make of it. And you have to get a thick skin, but you don't have to be jaded. You don't have to be phony. You don't have to be fake. You don't have to be cutthroat. You don't have to be all of those negative things to make it. You can still be successful and keep your sense of self. You just have to really be aware and discerning about that. This is actually like a perfect segue to what we we're going to talk about today because I, this is like, I know this is like such a difficult topic, even for me, because I feel like I was going through something like that, like <clears throat> last year, um, like, because I think when you get like connected with someone so close, so fast or like just so close and you're sometimes so again you mentioned like so afraid that like this could end or this could just end badly or they will just leave you so you just start to have this like codependency issues or you just depend on that people or person or like group of people and you don't even realize it like in the beginning actually because i feel like uh, when someone becomes a part of your life and especially like in the beginning when it feels so um i don't know raw so real and so kind of like you know wonderful like that like honeymoon stage and you maybe sometimes like you just drop everything and just think about that and just be like oh my god i'm so glad i had that but then you start to just focus on it too much and you almost kind of like leave whatever you were doing before or almost just like not even pay attention to it because i remember when i first started dating my boyfriend at the moment um I was like so happy about it because like it's just because like I have been in the like the, in the market for a long time just being single and like only just like dating uh, like once in a while but it wasn't like a long-term relationship so when yeah. I started that so I was just like kind of trying to put all my eggs in here that like so I can because I really wanted to be working but at the same time I forgot that like in the beginning I was putting so much actually focus on it that I wasn't actually paying attention to my work not even just my work like myself yeah well that's called self-abandonment and a lot of people who suffer from uh codependency self-abandon so what they do is instead of focusing on their self their own life their own well-being their own wants needs desires you know, whatever it is, they put their focus and energy onto someone else. And so you abandon yourself for the sake of saving or being with another person. And then you, and then another form of self-abandonment is say you are with someone and 
you really want to be in a committed, serious relationship, but that person's just like, no, 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 no. I just kind of want a friends with benefits situation. And instead of creating boundaries and walking away and standing up for yourself, you sort of continue this like friends with benefits situation because you'd rather have a part of them than none of them. Exactly. But you're abandoning, but you're actually abandoning yourself because what you truly want is that relationship, that closeness, that commitment from this person. So you abandon what you really want because you are fearful that somehow they will leave you when you put those boundaries up or that somehow you aren't enough. When the truth is, if someone isn't ready for a relationship, if someone just wants friends with benefits or whatever it is, that's just where, again, it goes back to, that's where they are at. Doesn't mean you're not worthy of love. It doesn't mean you're not deserving of a relationship. It doesn't mean that you aren't good enough. It doesn't mean that you're not enough. It just means that's where that person is at and that's where you're at. The trick is knowing that you will be okay even if they do leave. Even if they walk out of your life forever, that is their loss, not yours. And you will still be okay. And them making a choice to leave does not diminish your value, worth, and deservingness of love. It doesn't make you less lovable. It doesn't make you less loving. It doesn't make you less deserving of everything you want and need. It just may not be with that particular person at that particular time. But it's really, sometimes it can be hard and it can be really tricky when you want this person, you want that feeling with this person, but you're attaching your worthiness to this other person's decisions, actions, thoughts. So you're putting your intrinsic value, how you feel about yourself intrinsically in the hands of someone else. And you can never do that. That's a sign of, of codependency. You're saying, I'm deciding how I feel about me based on how they feel about me. Rather than saying, I know my worth, I am valuable, I am worthy, I am deserving, I am enough, regardless of what anybody else thinks, says, or does. When you stand in that power and you know exactly who you are, then you start to attract the people who are on that same level, who are on that same vibe. You know, you're probably trying to get something from that person that maybe you didn't get in childhood. Like maybe mm -hmm. someone abandoned you in childhood or left you in childhood or you felt neglected or your wants and needs weren't met in childhood. So you're recreating those same relationship dynamics in adulthood because you're trying to get a different outcome this time. Like for example, if maybe if you grew up like without a dad and you're like, why didn't my dad choose me? Why didn't my dad want me? Maybe you'll grow up and you keep choosing men who are emotionally unavailable because this time he will pick me. This time he will want me. This time he will stick. So you're still trying to get what you didn't get in childhood from another person, but you have to realize you have to get that from yourself. You have to say, I'm going to love me. I'm going to know my worthiness. I'm going to know my value. I'm going to take care of myself no matter what. Yes, I want a relationship, but I don't need a relationship. You know, and you can say that, you know, like, I want a relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, I think sometimes in our society, we're taught that, oh, you're being desperate, you're being needy, you know, you're being too clingy, you're being too that. No, that's garbage. We're human beings. Like, it's a part of being a healthy, functioning adult to want and crave connection and community and relationship. That's what we're put on this earth for, you know, to connect with other people in love. So it's completely natural to want a relationship, to want someone in your life. The difference is knowing that you are whole and complete and fully loved and lovable on your own. And you're looking for someone to, to share in that with, rather than I need someone to complete me. I need someone to feel whole. I need someone to, to, I need them to prove my worthiness. If they pick me, then I know I deserve love. If they choose me, then I know I'm worthy. If they stay with me, then I know I'm good enough. No, you don't need that for them. You exactly. Just Mm -hmm. No, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think so many times, especially because of the society, the way things are being described all the time, I feel like they think that like, if first of all if you are single for a long amount of time that like oh there must be something wrong with you like that you are like oh my god you're so picky or like there's just like something fucked up about you that like it's just oh not if you're there. a girl they're like oh you must be crazy that they love calling single women crazy all mm -hmm. the time exactly all the time 
like, they call they're like, oh, Holly Berry must be something wrong with her. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> because a there's a lot of people in in relationships that are toxic, unhealthy, unhappy, unfulfilled, and they're staying in these relationships because they aren't secure enough in themselves to know that it's okay to be on your own and it's okay to be single. So they're staying in these fake relationships for the sake of Instagram, for the sake of Facebook. You know, you're in a relationship just to say you have someone, but behind the scenes, you're miserable, unhappy, cheating, emotional, physical, whatever abuse is going on. And you're not being honest about it because you are so rooted in ego that you don't want to be judged or criticized for being single. And, and then also when people say that about single people, like, why do you need me to be in a relationship to validate you being in a relationship? Exactly. You know it's like I mean? your like, problem. It's your problem. And like, I can make a choice for myself that doesn't have to be the same choice you make. Like I was single for a, a long time and a lot of my friends were in relationships and I'm not saying they felt this way or thought this, but sometimes it came across as, oh, you want me to be in a relationship because you're in one to validate your choice. Everybody's choice doesn't have to be the same in order still to be valid. Like I can be single and happy and and valid on my own and you can be in a relationship and happy on in that we don't all have to look the same at the same time. Like I did a blog post, another blog post, a podcast episode on this, I think, I don't know, maybe like five episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about that, shifting two words in your life from should have to so what. So I think a lot of times in our society, it's like, oh, I'm 30. I should have been married by now. Oh, I'm 40. I should have had a house by now. Oh, I'm 20. Five, I should have done X, Y, and Z by now, whatever it is, to instead of shaming yourself and feeling judged, flip it to so what? I'm 30, I'm, I'm not in a relationship, so what? Who cares? It's still my life. You know, I'm 40, I don't have a house, so what? Who cares? I, I still have a roof over my head, I'm still doing what I want to do. Like, this is the life I chose for myself. I'm 25, I don't have X, Y, and Z, so what? Instead of putting blame and shame on yourself, like, I should be this far along by now, I should have this, I should have this thing, this person, this number in my bank account, this degree or whatever it is, instead of shaming and judging yourself, flip it to, so what, who cares? This is my life. Who says that everybody at this age has to have this? Who says everybody by this stage in life has to have that? There's no cookie cutter for everybody's life. That's just society and also commercialism because we live in a capitalistic world. So if every woman has the pressure to be married by a certain age, how much money are we spending on weddings and flowers and guests and this and that, and holidays and all that stuff? Like you have to also think about it from that perspective. A it lot is so of, sad, but so true. It's so true. A lot of what drives people's insecurities about themselves, a lot of what drives people making decisions out of not wanting to be judged or not wanting to be the only one left out is actually driven by commercialism, society, and capitalism. Because if everybody in society is doing certain things at a certain times, certain people are getting rich by that. Think about how many bridal magazines there are. Think about how many, um, you know, home decor books they are, this or that, whatever. So you really have to think about, is this time of my life, what is that what I want to be doing? Because that's actually what I want and what actually fulfills me and my one unique precious life. Or do I feel pressure because this magazine is telling me this, because all my friends are doing this, because television is telling me this, because Instagram is posting this, because my mom is in my ear. Why don't you have any kids by now? You know, all that stuff. When you cut out the external noise and you get clear on yourself, what is it that I actually want? Think about how many women in this world have had children out of obligation, not because they actually wanted them. Mm-hmm. There's this fake belief that all women just are want to be mothers and pop out kids. That's not true. And there's also this fake belief that all fathers want to pop out kids and, and be dads and do manly things and golf and whatever, well, yeah. whatever other relationships are. And that's not true. So I think when you're able to get clear on what is it that I want for my one unique and precious life and you stand firm in that and you make decisions based on what you want and you don't care if mom's disappointed, you don't care what your friends are doing, you don't care what Instagram is trending, you don't care what Vogue magazine is telling you what's in right now, 
the only thing you care about is this is bring me inherent and intrinsic joy like i'm a woman that doesn't want children never have never did won't ever and my whole life people always try to tell me things oh when you get this age you'll want them oh when you meet the right guy you'll want them all this thing all these external things but i'm like no i know myself and i know who i am and i do not want children and that is okay just because i'm a woman that doesn't mean i want to be a mother you know i can make those choices for myself and i'm not going to listen to society telling me what i have to do with my one and precious life no 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 no, no. exactly you know, uh, not to be religious, but I'm definitely spiritual. And for me, I believe, you know, to me, God is just like love, energy of his love, acceptance of everything, every being, not any type of like religion, doctrine, that's not mm -hmm. my jam, love. And God blessed me with this one unique precious life for me. So why would I let anything or anyone tell me how to live it outside of what makes me happy? You know, I was single for years because I wanted to work on myself. And I didn't care all my friends were getting married and getting engaged. I didn't care what society was saying. You know, I let it go in one ear and out the other. And I was like, what do I need to do to be the highest, most empowered version of myself? And honestly, right now, it that is being alone. And I took that time to get to know myself, to figure out who I was, to date myself, to work on my codependency issues, to work on my communication style, to really just work out my own stuff, to look in the mirror and say, who am I? What are my patterns? What are my, you know, things that I'm doing? How can I be a better version of myself? Where are my shortcomings? And not to judge myself, not to criticize myself. And I wasn't trying to fix myself because none of us are broken. We are not broken people. We just have things that we want to elevate, evolve, and change. We are not broken. I'm not trying to be fixed. I'm trying to evolve and elevate. And when you change that mindset from there's something wrong with me to how can I consciously create the life that I want to live through making conscious decisions for myself, that is really empowerment. Because as long as you think that you are broke or you need to be fixed, you're a victim. But the moment you say there is nothing wrong with me, I'm just being self-aware and then I'm going to do what I need to do to be the highest, most empowered version of myself. That's when you become the victor of your own life. That's exactly. when you become the author of your own story. Mm -hmm. And so really doing that. And then you and then you also empower other people around you. Like my friends got the hint. Don't talk about me being single. I don't really care. Focus on your own relationship. You know, my family got the hint. Not having kids. Let it go. Not happening exactly. over here, guys. Mm -hmm. Like not Auntie Candy all day. No. Let it go. <laughs> no, I used to do this all the time. I just feel like, and I realized this like recently well in a year like so i realized like so many times i was projecting so many things that i wanted myself on my friends or my dad or my sister or like my boyfriend sometimes then i was just like one time it literally just dawned on to me i was just like wait is this really what what they want or is this like what i see sometimes on social media that like i am asking them to be like, uh, do I want my boyfriend to be just like also all on social media, have following or something so we can always post pictures or like have my sister to, to be have like a public account instead of a private account or like have my dad to be also. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like they are not those people. Why am I projecting myself to like because what I have seen also sometimes even like I just even thought about it, I'm like, is this even what I really want or is this just because like what I have seen on social media? I'm just like, oh, it'd be cool. But like does this that it doesn't really scream me or it doesn't even look like that's something i would want to do like i just yeah. feel like sometimes we have to check ourselves to say like is this something like like this is for me like is this something that's actually benefiting my life or like any purpose in my life because sometimes i feel like we always have this like fear of missing out fomo like that like mm -hmm. oh maybe there's something is trending is happening something's happening in someone else's life and it doesn't even have anything to do with like social media like it could be just like this friends thing or a relationship then like oh maybe your friend is like in a relationship and you're like oh maybe i have to be in a relationship too but this is then you have to remember like everyone is in a different journey like your journey is not the same as someone else's like everyone has like 
different path that they have to go through. And that doesn't mean that you're slower or someone is faster than you. It's not. And there's someone else said this on like a TikTok, I think like they said, like, imagine that you could be like a slingshot and you are still pulling backwards, but then you're going to go so fast one time that like you won't even realize it. Like, and that could be true. Like, it's just really, you never know. And you have to think about like, do you even want maybe at the moment that because your, uh, your best friend is in a relationship, that's why you want a relationship because your best friend is in a relationship. So you can do like, exactly. oh, double dates and like fun stuff. But like, is this really what you want? Or you just want like a token, someone next to you that could be like, oh yeah, this is my boyfriend. Exactly, exactly. And what came up for me when you were talking were a couple of things. One, we have to stop competing with other people because the only competition you have is yourself. Don't worry about what other people are doing on Instagram. Don't worry about what other people are doing in their relationships, careers, X, Y, Z, whatever, that's good on them. That is their life, that's their trajectory of what they're doing. Focus on yourself. Like to me, I don't compete with other people, I compete with myself. I think, am I doing better than I was a month ago? Am I doing better than I was three months ago? Am I doing better than I was a year ago? So as long as I'm doing better in my lane, as long as I have my vision and my goals, and I have what I deem to be my success criteria, then I'm winning. Am I showing up fully for, for myself? Am I working on myself? Am I, you know, going bigger and better in my business? To me, that's winning. I'm racing against the oldest, the older version of myself. Is my present version of myself better than my past? Then I'm winning. Is the future vision of myself big and bold and I'm letting go of fear and I'm going by faith? Then I'm winning because you don't know what other people are going through to get what they have. And you don't know if that is what, you know, source, God, energy, whatever you're going to call it, has in store for you. So are you limiting what can show up in your life because you're comparing and you're competing with other people? Or are you surrendering to what could be the biggest, most boldest, most amazing life that you could have because you're too focused on other people instead of being focused on yourself and making sure that you are doing better than you were doing before? So stop competing with other people and just really make your competition yourself. Be the best version of you every single day. And then the other thing that came up for me, like I don't know if you meditate or not, but I love um, meditating, is checking yourself with your thoughts. You know, in the in meditation, we say you are not your thoughts. You are the observer of your thoughts. Think about it, right? If you're thinking something, you go, oh, why did I think that? Who's the I? <laughs> right? Exactly. If you think about it, yeah, who's the I? That I is actually your highest self. You are not your, that's what we got talking about before. Like your, your thoughts and your feelings, you made up this whole story. Mm -hmm. Scenario, like to fake things. Yeah. Whatever. That wasn't even true. Those were just thoughts. So those thoughts weren't even reality. Those thoughts are not you. You observed those thoughts. That's why you can change your train of thought, right? If I was sitting here thinking, oh my God, I am so nervous. That's a thought I had, right? But I can change it. I can be like, oh, you know what? I'm not nervous. That's the same emotion as excited. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Exactly. And I, and I changed my own thoughts. Who changed that thought? The highest version of you. So you have to be mindful of the thoughts that you think because your thoughts, whether they are real or not, whether they came from you or not, become your beliefs. And what manifests in your life is what you believe. It's what you expect. So if you expect that your boyfriend will leave you. He probably will because you are subconsciously doing things to prove yourself right. Mm -hmm. You know, Oprah had that. You don't get what you want. You get what you believe. So it's really about being mindful of your thought process, switching up your belief system, working on your self-worth, and thinking about where did these thinking patterns come from? Where did this belief system come from? Who told me I was not good enough? Who told me I was stupid? Who told me I was fat? Who told me I was thin? Who told me I was too black? Who told me I was too brown? Who told me I was too tall? Who told me I was too short? Who told me I was too old? Who told me I was too young? Who told me any of these self-limiting beliefs that make me think that there is something not deserving of everything I want in this world? Who told me I wasn't enough exactly as I am? And sometimes we get those beliefs by people who don't even need it. You know, sometimes like say you had a parent who always talked about, we don't have enough money. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough money. So as a child, you believe there's not enough money. So you grew up believing there's not enough money. So you don't have enough because you believe there isn't enough. 
say you grew up in a household where a parent was just like, oh, you know, we always have enough for this. You can always get treated for that. And I'm not talking about how much money numerically people have. I'm just talking about the energy they brought to money. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's so different. It is so different. So if you grew up believing you can have what you want to have, if you grew up believing, oh, there's always more than enough. If you grew up believing that you could be successful, then that is what will show up in your life. Like yesterday, um, I have a, uh, I totally believe in having mentors and I had um, a check-in with one of my mentors yesterday and he was telling me about Serena Williams and about how, you know, since she was like nine or 10, every single day, her father told her, you are the best tennis player in the world. You are the best tennis player in the mm-hmm. world. You are the best tennis player in the world. Told her that every single day until she believed it and look what she became. So it's really about what do you believe for yourself? What do you believe that you are capable of? What do you believe is actually available to you? Because if you believe you can have it, you can. If you believe you can't, you won't. And it's really just about your belief system. And if you don't, if you think that's all hoopla, it's not. Look at the world. You have billionaires who never went to college. You have people who have four PhD degrees who are broke. Like you have people who went from homeless to running multiple companies. You have, you have people who grew up rich and are now poor. So circumstances don't matter. You can come from nothing and be the greatest. You could come from everything and have nothing. It's all about your belief system, what you choose to believe, what you see for yourself and everything is accessible to anyone. It's just about, are you going to get out of your own way? and let the magic happen in your life and believe what is for you. You know, think about it. What's his name? Um, Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, let's sell some books online. Yeah, and, and look what it's turned into. Yeah. You know, he's a trillionaire. Look at Oprah. You know, look what she has become. You know, look at all of these people. So circumstances don't matter unless you allow them to keep you back. But it's about changing your mindset, changing your belief system, and knowing that anything in this world is available to you and you are also deserving of it because they all have the mindset of i i deserve it i deserve it i'm worthy of it and a lot of people who started out with money who who end up not having it it's because their belief system is somehow i didn't earn it i didn't deserve it i'm not worthy of it you know it's some of that stuff so it's really not about the external things it's about what do you believe you know think about you know athletes or um actors or musicians who blow up and they get all this money and then all of a sudden they're all bankrupt you know it's it's because they didn't have the system in place to deal with it from a mental emotional and spiritual level what they had been given they weren't prepared to receive yeah it happened so fast so like and they they didn't know what to do with it like it's almost like sometimes when people go viral and you see them like not creating a content or like not coming up with something because they are so scared that like they cannot create as engaging content as they did before then they're like Mm -hmm. oh my god people are gonna hate me and like they're just too scared to even create it instead of like they're like oh it's not gonna be good so let me just not create it yeah they're paralyzed by fear Mm -hmm. and they're paralyzed by um a sense of failure and to me there is no such thing as failure failure is just feedback it's information that this did or did not work in this particular moment and that's it who cares I fail way more than I succeed. And that's a good thing because it means I'm trying. I remember when I first started therapy and like just like then I think like after a year, it was so different for me. Like I, I felt like I was a completely different person. I think it really helped me to just kind of like open up or like kind of like so many things that I kind of put it under the carpet because like I was like, oh my God, I don't want to touch into that. Like childhood, like family, mother, like my father, like it was just like, it was all kind of like, like I put it so separate because you know, there are so many things in your brain that you kind of like blocked it off because you're like, oh, it's so painful. I don't want to deal with it. My parents were never together. Like I was just abandoned. Like there's so many issues that like that's in your head. You're like, I don't want to touch it. But like during therapy, I literally had to open them up and like it just came up all of a sudden that like I was like not expecting that. But like it really helped me so much in a way. And I remember when I even 
I wasn't even feeling comfortable sometimes saying to people that I went in, I was in therapy. But like then I realized like, wait, why would I be even ashamed that like I'm going to therapy? Like because it's not like I because people always automatically think that like, oh, you you must be crazy. There's something fucked up about you that like you have to go to therapy. But like people don't realize like everyone can go to therapy. Everyone probably should go to therapy because like there's so many people and I'm not even saying that there's there's something has to be wrong with you. It doesn't have to be, but there's so many things that like I feel like we have gone through that like, we have kept it inside or we didn't share it's something that like we could open up and we realize like this is why something is this is why i'm doing something because of this thing right yeah and i think it goes back to again it's nothing is wrong with you so i think it that's the first step is saying there's nothing wrong with me i'm not broken i don't need to be fixed however i want to become aware of what is what are my patterns? What are my belief systems? What level of consciousness and subconscious am I operating from and why? And usually that why is rooted in something that happened in your childhood. So again, it's nothing being wrong with you. And I think, unfortunately, but now I think it's actually becoming much more commonplace and mainstream that people are being open and honest about needing therapy or going to therapy. I go to therapy every week. I love it. I'm a complete advocate for, for therapy. I think that when there's a stigma around it, then usually people think, of shame and i yes. think a lot of times people don't talk about their childhood they don't talk about what they're going through they don't talk about what they're struggling with because they feel shame they think that if i'm honest with, about my story people will judge me people will think i'm crazy people will think something's wrong with me people will not like me people won't want to be around me some they'll think i'm not good enough they'll think i'm less than all of that stuff so out of shame we keep secrets and those secrets will make you sick because what you don't look at, what you don't acknowledge, will ultimately end up hurting you or killing you in the end. You know, I don't mean like physically. Killing, I totally get it. Yeah. But, I, but like, yeah, it'll end up like killing you in the end. And those secrets will keep you sick. And people keep secrets out of shame because they think if I talk about it, even in, if I tell a therapist about it, if I tell a friend about it, if I tell someone about it, I don't mean posting those long winded, teary, things on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not talking about that. That to me is a little bit of a mess. I'm talking about true healthy sharing with a best friend or with a best family member or with your therapist. I think you should have both. I think A, you should definitely have a therapist, a licensed person, a licensed professional to talk through and unpack all of your stuff with in a safe, healthy environment. And then secondly, I think you should have someone in your life, if it's not a family member, because sometimes family isn't safe, it's a friend that you know is really there for you that you can trust. It's a support group. You know, there's Al-Anon, there's Anon, there's all types of support groups for people who have gone through certain things. You know, there's um, CODA for codependent people, there's support groups with that. I went to some of those, when I first started going to therapy, I, I, started, I went to some support groups for, for codependent people. Mm -hmm. So it's like finding that support that is a yes or therapist and then b actual support system whether it's through friends you trust or through an actual support group that you trust i'm a huge advocate for that i think for me my biggest thing having been a codependent was being able to look at myself look at the role i play in all relationships that i have look at the role i play in how my life is unfolding look at, and taking responsibility. And I think what's hard sometimes for people to really look at themselves is that they think that somehow if they take responsibility, that means that they have blame or that they did something wrong or it's their fault, right? If I take responsibility for having unhealthy relationships, having unhealthy communication styles of whatever it is, then somehow it's my fault. But that ego is what keeps you stuck. It's not about you being at blame. It's not about you being at fault. It's just about being aware of, oh, it's really hard for me to say no. I get a pit in my stomach. That's not healthy. That's an unhealthy pattern I have. Where did that come from? Oh, that came from because when I think I say no, I think people will leave me. When did somebody leave me in my life? When did I learn that I wasn't enough? Right. Yes. When did I learn that I had to say yes? Because if I said, because when in the past did I say no and I got hurt, I got left, I got ignored, 
you know, all of those things. So it's not about blaming yourself. It's not about being at fault. It's about creating the awareness of what happened in my life that made me form these beliefs that, that usually was formed as a way to protect. A lot of codependent people, our emotional needs are not being met. We lack the sense of connection. We lack feeling seen. So we do and do and do in order to be seen. Because what we're really just saying, see me, I'm here. Love me, I'm here. Talk to me, I'm here. Connect me, I'm here. So that's really what it is. So we learned to perform to get our value as a way to cope with not having our emotional needs met. So what used to protect us is now sabotaging us. Because as a child, we learned, this is how I get my needs met. Saying yes, providing, doing. But as an adult, it's now sabotaging us because we're not able to say no. We're not able to create boundaries. We don't know who we are. We lack self-esteem. We lack self-worth. That was another thing I had to work on. I had low self-esteem. I never in my life thought I had low self-esteem. I had no idea I had low self-esteem. If you looked at me, you would never think that. I had very low self-esteem, but I didn't realize what that was because I had to go to therapy to understand that I must suffer from low self-esteem if I think I have to prove to someone that I am worthy and deserving of anything. If I have to prove that to you because I'm scared that you're going to leave me, then what do I really think about myself? Yeah. I, I must not think I'm good enough. No, I you don't even think that you have worthy enough. Yeah. Yeah, I must not think I'm worthy. I must think everybody leaves me. I must think that my needs don't matter. I must think that I'm not allowed to say no. I must think that my wants don't matter. I must think that I'm not allowed to ask for, and this is another big thing, another sign of low self-esteem codependency. I didn't know I could ask for help. I didn't know I could ask for support. I would help and support everyone in my family. I would help and support all of my friends. But when it came to me asking for something or for me needing something, I felt I had to be the strong one. Um, if I asked for help and support, oh, you're being extra, you're being too sensitive. If something bothered me, if I if I said it, oh, you're being too sensitive, they're gonna think I get that a lot. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, you're being you're being too sensitive, you're being dramatic, you're being difficult. Oh, you're you're too complicated. I don't want to be bothered with this. Those are the things I thought. And you must have low self-esteem. You must have low self-worth if you think that you're not allowed to ask people in your life that you that are supposed to love you and be there for you that you're not allowed to ask them for support that is the purpose of relationship that is the purpose of family that is the purpose of friendship is knowing that you have these people to go to for support that's what a friend is that's what a family member is that's what your person is it's your support system but I had such low self-esteem and self-worth that I didn't know it was okay for me to say, hey, you know what, when you said that, it really bothered me. Yeah. Hey, when you when you said, you, when you promised me you'd help me and you flaked on me, that really hurt, you know? Or I'm really struggling with this right now. Like, can I just talk to you about it? Can you just listen? Or, you know, like, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure what to do. I'm, I'm really having a problem in this area. Like, can you help me walk, walk me through it? No, I was the, I'm great. I'm okay. Everything's good. Oh, sure. No problem. Oh, you, you can't do it. Fine. Whatever. Da, 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 da. No, everything's great. I was that girl. Yeah. This is literally like a deja vu for me because like I was literally that person too, because like everyone literally would describe me like, oh, Mercy is so helpful. Mercy is always so like happy. Mercy is like always like out there like for people, but like no one ever knew that like there was something that like I was going through or there were times that like I really expected people to be there for me and they weren't there for me and I didn't even ask them like that like why didn't you do it why did you say that that kind of hurt my feeling but I never said it I kind of dealt with on my own like and that was like I have to say like dealing something on your own was because of some someone else did something on it it's so painful because like it's not something you did it's someone else did it is like, I have to say, it's like the most painful thing ever because like you don't even know how to process it and you don't want to tell them because you're like, I don't want to seem like that person. I don't want to seem like that extra person. I don't want to seem that crazy person. I don't right. want to seem to be that any kind of person. I want to seem to be like cool, chill friend. 
yeah, you want to be the cool person. And that goes back to what we talked about earlier in this episode when we were talking about relationships and we would abandon ourselves to please the other person. Because that's essentially what you're doing. Yes. You're saying, yes. I'm not going to honor that I was hurt. I'm not going to honor that this bothered me. I'm not going to honor that I needed support. I'm not going to honor the fact that like, I thought you were my friend and I thought you would be there for me and you let me down. I'm not going to honor that feeling. Instead, I'm going to numb myself, pretend it doesn't hurt, pretend I'm not upset, pretend I'm not angry, pretend it doesn't bother me because I Just don't to please them. Yeah. You. I want to please you. I want to keep everything cool. I want to keep everything aesthetic. I can deal with everybody else's problems and drama, but somehow I'm not allowed to have a problem. I'm not allowed to express myself. So you you are abandoning yourself. You are abandoning your own well-being, your own happiness, your own needs and wants because you were taught as a young child that your needs and wants did not matter because they weren't getting met. And as a children, our minds aren't that fully developed. We believe, this is another big thing I learned in therapy, that somehow it is our fault. Somehow there was something wrong with me. Somehow I either did something wrong, I didn't do it right, I wasn't good enough, I wasn't smart enough, I wasn't this enough, I wasn't that enough. There was something wrong with me that my dad wasn't there, my mom wasn't there, my sisters weren't there, my brothers weren't there, this person left, this person hurt me, this person abused me, this person did this. We internalized that to believe that somehow we deserved the way we were treated. Somehow it was our fault because that's what our tiny brains, again, it goes back to, to storytelling. Our brains literally are wired to tell us stories in order to protect us. So somehow our brains told us the story that it was our fault. Yes. That's yeah. something we did that because it's not developed enough to say, hey, this isn't my fault. This I didn't do any of this. I was a child. I should have been protected. I should have been loved. I should have been nurtured. I should have been paid attention to. My wants and needs should have come first. I should have been taken care of. I should have been all of those things. And you, you know? didn't even know anything because you were a child. Like, For how that. could you have known? Yeah, you don't know. You don't know that that that's all of the other people's stuff, that it was the adults letting you down. It wasn't you letting them down. And so what we do to cope with that is we numb ourselves. So the story we tell ourselves is that it's our fault. Therefore, my needs don't matter anymore. My wants don't matter anymore. I'm not allowed to ask for help. I'm not allowed to ask for support. I'm not allowed to be honest that I am upset or angry or disappointed or any of those big negative emotions that we feel when we are let down because it's not safe to have those emotions because we numb them because we don't want to feel the pain when those emotions and feelings are not being met because it is extremely painful to be a child and to not feel connected to the people who are supposed to take care of you. That is extremely painful. So as a child, our little brains, instead of trying to process that big pain, we say, no, we don't have any, we don't need it. And we numb to it. Yeah. And it's like putting numb, a Band-Aid on a, on a wound. Like, that's not going to work. Band-Aid on the second work. But when you numb yourself to all of those big things, you numb yourself to all the big white things too. It's hard to feel joy when you can't feel hurt. It's hard to feel happiness when you can't feel anger. It's hard to feel fulfilled when you can't feel disappointment because when you numb your emotions, you numb all of them. You can't yeah. pick and choose. So when you seem happy and joyful, that is a facade because on the inside, you still feel hollow and numb and empty and you're still not being fulfilled. So what people see is just a presentation. It's yeah, like literally just the persona it's, that it's you're putting out there. You are performing. It's again, it goes back to what people see when you're operating from that is the performance of being always happy, always on, always giving, not have a problem, the cool person. They're seeing your persona. They're seeing your performance. 
versus seeing your true authentic self. And again, I had to learn what, what true authenticity was. I had it backwards. I used to think being authentic was I'm so conscious. I'm so elevated that nothing bothers me. I am in my true authentic self. Uh -uh. Yes, that's not what being authentic is. Being authentic is saying, hey, I don't like that. Me, I don't like that. When you did this, I felt this way. Mm -hmm. So saying, hey, actually, I really like this. You know, oh, my partner, my partner loves Italian food. I hate Italian food. Being your authentic self is saying, hey, babe, I know you love Italian food. I don't really like it. How about we have Chinese tonight and we'll have Italian tomorrow? Or let's have Italian tonight, but I'm going to order, but I'm going to order Chinese for me. So you love your Italian and I'm going to get some Chinese and we're going to have a great day. Exactly. That's being your authentic self versus being your person your performance self which is oh my god i love italian we have so much in common right yeah just to it's, fake it so like they can inside. like you when inside you're not yeah like the guy I, i'm seeing I, I remember like a few months ago a while ago now one time we were talking we're having a very serious talk and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hate those and, talks he was and one thing he said was, he was like, I would say anything to keep you from walking out that door, but I don't want to do that. Because that's where we would, that's where he and I would get into trouble, where it's like he would say anything to appease me, mm -hmm. even if that's not what he really thought or felt. He uh, wasn't being true to himself because he didn't, again, he didn't want me to leave. So he said it. He was like, I would say anything to keep you from walking out that door. So that's what the problem would be because instead of thinking that he was enough for me, that he can say no to me, he can be honest with me about where he's at and knowing that I will still stay, he instead said what he thought I wanted him to say, what he thought I wanted to hear. So I didn't leave him. Wow. Yeah, no, this is something like literally feels like deja vu. This is something I would have done. Like, maybe a year ago or so like nowadays like i'm just so glad like because the relationship i have like we kind of grew together like now i have like i realized like oh my god no this is the choices i also want to make like i kind of don't want that like maybe you can try it like i just feel like sometimes people always think that like if you're in a relationship or if you're a friend like your best friend or anything you always have to do things together you always have to have the same mindset and that's not really true because like that's we are not like robots we don't we are not like clones that like we have to have the same things in common there are like chances like there are some things that are in common but like that's the nature of being human that like everyone has different things in common exactly and you want you want to have different things in common you want to be able to explore and, and try new things like i don't want to date myself i already know me if i want to date exactly. myself i got it like i can do me all day long like it's fine and it's also you want that person to fall in love with who you really are not fall in love with the person you pretended to be for them because when like everyone at some point that mask will fall off you will become resentful you will re become all of these things i've sacrificed so much for you i've said yes for you all this time i do everything you want to do and you want to do it how you want to do it but that person wasn't necessarily asking you to do that it was just in your head you thought you had to in order to keep them when the truth is, you could have been your full self and you could have let them fall in love with who you truly are, you know? And like, that's what I like to tell my guy. And I'm like, you're always enough for me. And you can tell me like, oh, I think we're moving too fast or I don't want to do this. Or when you said that, this is how I feel or blah, 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 blah. Like you can tell me things that you think I might not want to hear and I will lovingly hear it. I might not like it. But I will lovingly hear it and we can work on it together. I'm not going to exactly. leave you because you have an opinion that differs from mine or that you're not in the same space that I'm in. We can find a way to, to come to a, a similar space together that makes us both comfortable. Because it's when either person is pretending for the other person, that's a fake relationship. And then I'm falling in love with someone who isn't really you. It's your representative. And you're falling in love with someone who isn't really me. You're falling in love with my representative. Instead of two people coming together and falling in love with their each unique selves. 
you know yeah and also you should never like doubt yourself that like oh that person is just gonna leave me because i say something that because like that person like chose you because they already like you like they are set in stones they're not just gonna leave you based on like one simple thing I mean, yeah. if someone does that, like, that's, like, an asshole move. Like, there's no way that, like... Because I feel like, you know, sometimes, like, some people, always maybe some people, like, very rare, they look for a reason to do something. So, hence, they are putting something as an excuse. That's, like, a right. rare exception, I feel like. But I feel like, in general, if someone likes you and if they're, you know, they want you to be their friend or they want you to be their partner, they're not just going to leave you just because, like, you said something no to not going to an event with them or not doing that because, like... Maybe that's not their th- scene, you know? Let's just yeah. say, like, we are invited to something. Maybe my boyfriend doesn't want to come. Your boyfriend doesn't want to come. You know what I mean? And that's that's totally okay. That means it's not their thing. And we shouldn't be like, oh, my God, this sucks. Like, I really wanted someone to be, like, always coming with me. Because I feel like we don't get to pick who who's going to be around us. Like, we don't get to pick those characteristics or people exactly like, uh, I want this kind of person. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, and I also think the another thing I had to learn, and particularly in romantic relationships, is not co- only coming from the place of does this person choose me, but do I choose this person? Right? Yes. You have to remember that you are the biggest and best factor in that relationship. So you have to think, do I choose this person? A lot of times as a codependent person, you're working so hard to be chosen. You're working so hard for them not to leave you that you forget to check in with yourself and think, is this a person I actually want to be with? Do I choose this person? You know, does this person make me laugh? Does this person understand me? Does this person communicate with me? Is this person faithful? Is this person loyal? Do I actually really like spending time with this person? Is this person in the same place as I am right now? You know, does this person honor my boundaries? You know, who is this person? You know, because a lot of times, again, it goes back to like, oh, I want to be in a relationship because everybody else is in relationships. So I want to prove to other people that like, I'm not crazy. I want to prove to other people that like, I'm not alone all the time. I want to prove to other people that I can keep a man. I want to prove to other people, whatever it is, that we get caught up so much in trying to get that person to choose us that we forget to check in with ourselves and think, is this a person that I choose for myself? Yeah. That and is like that, the real question. Yeah. That is that from that place of I am worthy, valuable enough, and I am intrinsically good and, and lovable and loving. I have high self esteem. I have confidence. I have high self worth. I am whole and complete on my own. I am looking for someone to enjoy in that, not to mm-hmm. complete me, not to make me worthy, not to make me cool in society's eyes not to just have a plus one but i'm looking for something i'm looking for someone to enjoy in my life i'm looking to enjoy in somebody else's life two complete people coming together to share our lives together yes. is this person i want to do that with is this person working on themselves what is their communication style like what was their childhood like are they in therapy are they working on themselves you know are they good to me do they lie do they cheat do they do whatever? You know, what are their goals in life? What, what, what's their career? Are they happy? Are they fulfilled? Do they have problems? You know what I mean? Instead of always thinking about, I need to be perfect for someone else. Don't seek a perfect person. Seek someone who's perfect for you. Is this person compatible with me? And that's, again, not abandoning yourself and putting your worthiness in somebody else's hands, but you're being empowered. I have the power to choose this person for me. Exactly. And that would that would change the game. Is this person worthy of my time? <laughs> uh, that's the, I think the <laughs> best question worthy, like you know what I mean? Like are you yeah, worthy because- of- <laughs> yeah like i feel like because we are always thinking like the other side is like oh does this person like me do, do they think like i'm hot like do they think like i am bored but like i'm like do you like even think about like because like this is something like i remember i was never asking before then i realized i'm like 
wait like i have to think about like do i even like them like do i like even see anything in them like you really have to think about it thank you so much for all your insights this was like so good because i really wanted like so much about like the co-independency and like the issues that like you have gone through especially someone like i'm so glad like, you also admitted like you have gone to therapy because like it's i don't want to always pressure people like asking like oh my god you, have you gone to therapy do you want to talk about it you know what i mean because like everyone always everyone if you don't have a therapist get one i'm just telling you everyone needs a therapist and don't wait until you have a crisis in your life don't wait until something crazy goes on in your career don't wait until you have a breakdown don't wait until you have an epic breakup don't wait until you have some disorder don't wait until something nuts happens a lot of times people go to therapy when their life is in crisis and that's like their last resort how about therapy your first resort Get into therapy, work on yourself, work through every issue. There's no shame, there's no stigma. Just go and talk to someone who is objective. They can help you work through yourself and just become your highest, most empowered version of you. Don't wait until there's a breakdown to get help. Like prevention is always the best medicine. So go get a therapist, everybody. Yes, and I think going to therapy and everything you learn so much about like yourself that you really don't realize it and like this is like essentially the journey of like self-love i think everyone's journey uh is so different as again i mentioned and i mean also like with self-love too because i think we could be in different parts like maybe some of us are still going through it some of us maybe like they have accepted their worthiness but like it's still like a journey to accept that like where you are in yourself that like truly accepting who you are and like they're like oh this is I am worthy like I am worthy and I don't need to please everyone else I don't have to make the judgments that like oh so this person can feel better about themselves but like I have to also feel good about myself too because like I think before we make a decision even now I always tell myself too it's like do I even want to do this like is this something I want to do it it's like don't ever go out of your way to just to please someone else and this is like not even for anyone else like I just feel like this and sometimes this always you always try to think that like oh maybe this is selfish but like this is our life like this is your life everyone is the main character in their own story so they have to make the judgment first based on their like their character then they will be like oh okay maybe I can do this yeah just check in with yourself first before you make a decision, check in with yourself. Like, is this what I want to do? Yes or no? And from that place, make the decision. Just check in. Yes, check in with yourself. Agreed. So thank you so much, Candy, for joining us. Uh, this was such a delightful conversation. Can you tell us where people can find you and your uh, any information? What are you working on? If you're working on anything, we would love to hear. I will also put your uh, handle on the, on the LinkedIn description. Yeah, so again, I'm Candy Washington. You can find me on Instagram at Candy Washington, and you can go to candywashington.com. That's my website, which has everything there. Um, you can watch Narcissist on Amazon Prime Video and also on SoFi TV. You can get my books on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, wherever books are sold. And yeah, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast, Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your your podcasts. Yeah. Thank you so much, Candy. This was amazing. Uh, I can't wait to post this episode. And hopefully we can do definitely more episodes because I feel like there's so much to talk about in the self-guide, self-journey, or just like mental health. I think this will be a very good collaboration. Thank you. Yeah.